What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and welcome back to episode 5 of Ryan's Rants new month. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. New us, that's right. It's October now. We've officially made it a month with this series, and uh, I don't know, I just think that's pretty cool. I, I love Halloween. Frickin' bats. That was such an old boomer reference, I deserve to be thrown in the old folks' home. But uh, anyways, let's get into this week's show. Alright, we gotta open up this show with something I found on the subreddit today I messed up, except messed up is usually the F word. I'm trying to keep this monetized. Uh, and it's pretty nuts, you know. I know not all you guys are fans of the Reddit stories, but trust me when I tell you this one in particular is insane. Today I messed up by making such a disgusting smell from my butt it evacuated a courtroom. What did you have to eat in order to make your farts that foul that a courtroom needed to be evacuated, dude? Like, I'm sorry, what type of Taco Bell amalgamation, seven days old, not refrigerated food did you eat to make your butt capable of producing nuclear weapons, man? The judge was probably in, like, that curly wig that they wear, you know? Oh, I do declare that stench is foul. So this happened about five hours ago. Today I woke up and had really painful cramps due to the deadly woman's monthly cycle. Mixed with some spiced chicken that hadn't set right in my belly all night. I go to the toilet about three times before work this morning and it's eased off a bit so take tablets, grin and bear it and leave for work. My job is working within the prison system and escorting prisoners to certain places including courts and that's where it all went downhill. Alright, obviously she's really got no control over the cycle thing, so I, I take back saying what did you eat. It's kind of out of your control on that one. Same thing if you get food poisoning. It's just out of your hands. I'm not going to blame them. This is just really unfortunate. Like, this is something where you just look at someone and you, you just have to feel bad because, like, imagine knowing that you're just farting out the most rancid smell of your life, but you have to go into a courtroom and you're aware of that and you just have to try to hold it together. You feel that spiced chicken coming back. It's, it's hitting with a vengeance, dude. It's throwing haymakers in the stomach trying to get you to release some toxic poison gas. And you just have to sit there. Yes, your honor. No, your honor. Like, that would suck. That would suck. I'm going to put an F in the chat for this uh, painful moment. I had to escort this prisoner over to the witness box and stand next to her in open court. So I do my usual, but my tummy has started to really hurt again. I'm trying my absolute best to put off a fart, which I know is brewing, but can't hold it much longer. So I do a really silent one and pat myself on the back, thinking I had gotten away with it. That is, until the prisoner starts coughing and retching and shouting, what is that? 
I quickly realize what it is, but can't admit to such a foul, putrid smell, so start crinkling my nose as well and gagging. The admin clerk walks slightly closer and retches so hard she has to swiftly put her head in the bin. By this point, it's getting loud and chaos is starting to ensue. Not what you want in court in front of the district judge. I'm not trying to give off too much information. I've had some stinky farts in my day. I've lived a long life, you know, not insanely long, like I'm 23, I'm not ancient, but I've had some stinky farts. And not once in my life have I ever made someone retch so hard at the scent that they have to go put their head in a trash can. That is some impressive levels that you were able to achieve there, okay? I don't know if it's something we want floating out in open society. You got a chemical weapon with you at all times. But dang, man, I, I do have to say that's an impressive level of stank that must have been achieved right there. Oh my goodness, making somebody literally almost puke. I love how they just played along with it, too. I mean, that's really all you can do in that situation. In that situation, you got two options. You either have to sit there and admit that you made that smell and interrupted the entire court proceeding, or you gotta pretend that it smells horrible. You, you gotta roll with it. I probably would have done the exact same thing, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, what was that? Oh, dude, whoever, whoever did that is probably so cool and awesome. Oh, but that stunk. Oh, man, like, you just kind of got to roll with it. He quickly tells me to take the prisoner back over to the closed dock and states that it must be the pipes and stands down the whole court and makes maintenance come in to check all the pipes for any leaks, cracks, anything which could have made that smell happen. The prisoner still has watery eyes and I'm pretending to gag and the clerk is sipping water next to a bucket. Damn, your fart was so stinky you really had him reevaluating the plumbing, bro. Do you know how much the government hates spending money? Like, do you know how bad your fart has to stink to make them go, whoa, 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 we gotta investigate whatever that is. We might have to redo all the pipes because I'm not doing court in that. Court is already so backed up and, like, overbooked, uh, too, so having to shut it down for a day just, like, messes up so much. I understand why you couldn't admit it. I, I think you made the right choice. Could you imagine the maintenance men are in there checking the pipes, and she's like, I've got to come clean. <sighs> I farted. Everyone would be like, man, you let that out of your body? That was, that was possible? Like, you made that? Are you okay? Is something wrong with your lower intestine? Like, there's been stinky farts, but stinking up an entire courtroom for long enough that the maintenance men come in and start looking around is impressive. It, it, it's also very, uh, very funny. I don't know. I thought this story was hilarious, so I thought you guys would like it, but uh, we're moving on. All right, this next story is just nuts. Being in prison would suck. Losing your freedom sucks. I'm not saying everybody there doesn't deserve it. I, I'm sure, like, 90% of people that are in jail, there's a reason they're there. But one thing that would really add to the sucking in jail is if the guards just started challenging you to wrestling matches during their second shift. And apparently that's what was going on in a prison in the United States of America, baby. Three sheriff's office employees out after staging wrestling matches with inmates. I just love that they got so bored of guarding the prison they decided to set up their own like WWE federation to make things a little bit more interesting. Do you think they were coming up with, like, wrestler names, or were they just calling each other John, Joe, like, Dan? 
I wish they would have just started making up, like, new things. One of the guys comes in draped in toilet paper. It is I, the great Houdini. I will make my enemies disappear. They're, like, throwing chairs at each other and whatnot. What happens if the prisoners are just way too good at wrestling and just beat all the guards? Do they just walk out of the jail? Like, I, I just feel like this is just such a dumb idea. Not to mention, lawsuit waiting to happen. Morally wrong to use your power of authority to, like, wrestle with prisoners. Like, that's already wrong, you know. But on top of it, it's a matter of time till a prisoner gets hurt and then makes us, the taxpayers, pay, like, a fat settlement because it was in a state prison or whatever. Overall, uh, if you are a prison guard, just don't wrestle with the inmates. How does this even, like, come up and everyone signs off on it, too? One of the guards was sitting there. Man, it would be sick if we wrestled these guys, huh? And the other guard was like, that's the best idea that I think you've ever had. One Fairfield County Sheriff deputy was fired and two correction officers resigned following a late June incident in which they were wrestling with inmates on the second shift, Sheriff Alex Lapp said on Thursday. He said corrections officer Kyle Archibald and deputy Sean Pettit and corrections officer Landon Talbot staged matches with three inmates. There were no injuries, and Lape said one of the inmates said the matches were consensual, and the inmates and employees shook hands and hugged following the matches. All right, at least the inmates were, like, not being forced to do it, but still, if you're a prison guard, it just seems like a pretty obvious no-no to not wrestle with the inmates in stage matches. It makes it even worse that it was three people that got together and thought it was a good idea. You know, one person thinking something stupid, it happens. Everyone's had a horrible idea. Look at this entire channel. But at the same time, you know, if three people all sign off on a bad idea, then all three people are not the sharpest tools in the shed, and someone should have said, this is a bad idea, guys, we're going to lose our job. One guy said to the other one, let's stage wrestling matches with the inmate. Oh, that's a sick idea. Let's get another guy in on it. They go to him. Dude, hear us out. This idea is awesome. You know how we're supposed to guard the inmates? Well, what if we said, we're going to guard our belt for the championship, baby. We wrestle them. We set up matches. What do you think? Huh? Huh? I think that you guys are genius. Like, dude, all three of you guys thought of this and didn't think that it was going to end horribly. What did you think the sheriff was going to do when he found out about this? Oh, it's all right. They're just having fun wrestling with the prisoners. No, man, he's going to have to shut it down and you're definitely going to lose your job. Prison guard is one of those jobs I feel like you're not allowed to have a bunch of fun in. I I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you. If you really wanted the ability to, like, set up wrestling matches and goof off, you should have gone, like, the dude perfect route. Prison guard is not the job for people that want to be goofing off while they're working. He said the wrestling match was a violation of several rules of conduct, and it's pretty obvious you can see that could have gone bad in a hundred different ways. As I said, it's unacceptable behavior, and it's not going to be tolerated. He said some employees who just completed training will fill in the spots of the three employees who left, and he said there will probably be some overtime in play as well. Honestly, like, if all three of the dudes just get overpowered and beat up by the prisoners, now the prisoners are just in control of the prison. I don't know how many guards are on the th second shift, third shift. I don't even know what any of that means. 
But yeah, you hurt the inmate, you get hurt, the inmates take something off your belt while you're wrestling. Like, who knows, man? There's so many ways this could go wrong. And then beyond that, yeah, I feel like prison guards just can't really be putting their hands on prisoners that way unless they absolutely have to. Like, unless they're breaking up a fight or, or being attacked, probably just not a good idea to go around challenging them to wrestling matches. Even if you really, really want to do your best, like, Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation. It's just not the time to do it on the job. The three of you guys, if you wanted to wrestle that bad, like, if the three of you were so bent on wrestling, you could have just done it after work. All three of you like wrestling. You got a ref, and then you take turns fighting. There you go. You didn't have to do it in a prison. It's also insanely dumb, because if anywhere is going to have, like, really good surveillance and be able to check every nook and cranny and figure out exactly what happened, it's a prison? Come on. Like, this is the dumbest place to try to get away with something like this. Especially because they just did it in the middle of, like, one of the rooms. Yeah, man, they have cameras for that. It's a prison. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Apparently, what else was said in the article is that they got away with it for five days before someone told, which is enough time for them to probably think they got away with it. Like, if they did it and for five days they didn't get in trouble, nobody came and asked them what happened, nobody started asking questions, they were probably high-fiving each other in the break room. Dude, no way, we got away with our wrestling league, we should turn this into a YouTube channel. If they were dumb enough to already do it, they were probably dumb enough to start vlogging it, let's be honest. And then all of a sudden they get called into the office. Uh, we're hearing rumors that you guys have been challenging the inmates to wrestling matches. Is there any truth to this? Ah, crap, ah, crap, ah, crap, ah, crap. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, once you confirm that you were challenging inmates to wrestling matches, they got no choice but to let you go. I guess one guy got fired and the other two technically resigned. But that's the most technical resignation of all time. Like, if one of you already got fired and the other two of you go, you can't fire me, I resign. Like, I, I mean, technically you resigned. I guess it would look better on your resume. Oh, I resigned from that job. But, and I don't know, man, you're kind of like really stretching the limit of the definition of resign. Either resign or we're going to fire you is probably what went down too. I don't know if they resign, if there's something like with benefits or whatever, if they can't really be held as, as liable or whatnot. But yeah, either way, if you ever find yourself in prison and the people start challenging you to wrestling matches, just report it to their boss and uh, they'll probably do something about it. I don't know that for sure, actually. Don't take that advice. I'm the last person to take advice from when it comes to anything in prison. I just thought this was nuts. I can't believe people actually thought this was a good idea, bro. Every time I do this podcast and I go over these weird news stories, I'm like, people can't get dumber. And every single time I think that, they find a way to get dumber. Never ever think that human stupidity can't get deeper. It's like an infinite well, bro. If we had a well as deep as human stupidity, we would not have any water problems. We could provide clean water to everyone. And apparently no one can do that, dude. Like, because even Jackson, Mississippi don't got clean water. But that's an insane situation that's completely different. Whatever. Either way, don't challenge people to wrestling matches if you're a prison guard. Uh, and, and just, I don't know what these people were thinking. We're moving on, though. Alright, so this next story is going to be talking about one of the most disappointing game launches of all time. This actually might have been one of the games that had the most hype and let people down the hardest that I've ever seen in my entirety of time here on the internet. Remember Cyberpunk 2077? Everybody thought that that game was basically going to be the next coming of, like, the franchise. Everyone was going to be playing it for years. 
and then it came out and it sucked? Well, I saw this article talking about how, well, it's finally getting better now. And I just hate that attitude about game companies and games right now, because the game's almost two years old, alright? If I pay $70 for something back in 2020, and it takes till 2022 to become enjoyable, I better not see any articles saying that they've done a great job. And I'm not blaming the developers, I'm sure it was more like the high-up executives that made them release it early. But still, I love how this game took two years to get good and people are still gonna compliment them, bro. It's like somebody in a really toxic relationship. Sure, sure, Deborah might hit me every time I say something wrong, but she's a great girlfriend, guys! Cyberpunk 2077 passes another notable milestone on Steam. Kudos to the game for getting more players, I guess. It only took you two years to be able to figure it out, but I, this article is just hilarious. Guys, guys, it passed a very important milestone on Steam. It took two years for it to start passing milestones. I'm sure its peak player numbers right when it came out were pretty impressive until everyone realized the game just didn't work for quite a long time. I don't know, the gaming industry has just reached the point where games are so expected to be broken on release. They're expected to be so stinky doo-doo the first, like, months they come out that people write articles about what a great job they did in the two years since the games come out. If they weren't able to fix the game nearly two years after it come out, then, like, what was the point of even buying it in the first place? Game companies are just so confident that we're all dumb enough to keep paying for stuff even if it doesn't work that they're never gonna stop doing it. Think about it from their perspective. Oh, we don't really have to try and everyone will still give us $70 for a half-finished game and then when we take three years to get it to a working condition we're gonna get a bunch of praise? That's sweet, and then even more people will buy it years later? Oh my goodness, what a genius business plan. I think uh, most gamers are starting to wake up to it, though. I know most of the people watching this are on my side, because like, I, I rant about this relatively often. It really bugs me. But I think even more like normal people that I talk to that aren't crazy into games have complained about how it seems like every game that they buy doesn't really work that well when they first get it. So hopefully that changes, because I'm sick and tired of having to play, like, these 60% finished games that I just paid for. Cyberpunk 2077 is now doing better than The Witcher 3 in terms of concurrent player count on Steam, despite CD Projekt's Red 2020 sci-fi title being one of the most disastrous launches in recent gaming history. The studio has been working hard to try and bring fans to the product they were expecting in the first place. Patches aplenty have seen a lot of the most damaging glitches in the game fixed, and while it's not perfect by any standards even now, the game has made its way back onto people's consoles and PCs. So I'm reading this, right? And I'm like, wow, okay, this game's almost two years old. That's relatively old in gaming terms, but I feel like having more players than The Witcher shouldn't be that difficult, because I'm not saying The Witcher's a bad game. It's just been out for a really long time. So I did a little bit of Googling, you know, if they're going to make an article about it, then it's got to be relatively recent. The fact that Cyberpunk 2077 didn't have more players than a game that came out in 2015 is pretty embarrassing as it is. That's when The Witcher 3 came out. And that's a classic. People would honestly say that's one of the better games ever made. But it's still embarrassing that it took them that long to get back to break even with a game that they released, like, what, uh, seven years ago? It was a five-year gap between that and Cyberpunk 2077, and it's just now catching up? Goodness gracious, how embarrassing. And what really hurts about Cyberpunk 2077 is CD Projekt Red. 
was one of the developers that everybody was like, man, if anyone's gonna be able to do it right and not screw anyone over, it's gonna be them. They had made The Witcher, they had made a bunch of crazy games. Like, the fact that even they ended up releasing a hunk of broken garbage and taking people's money goes to show how widespread the problem is in the gaming industry. If a company that up until that point everybody liked can have it happen, you know that the Activision and Microsofts of the world just really don't care. Think about how long it takes them to fix a game that's broken if, like, it's not a developer that cares that much. Think about Madden. Like, that that's the world that we're heading towards, okay? CD Projekt Red at least has the decency to fix it. It should have never been broken in the first place, but at least this company's got follow-through to fix whatever is wrong with it in the, in, in the original problems. And I promise I did not set out this week to make an episode so focused on things that are disgusting, but the topics just keep popping up, okay? Anyways, uh, everyone loves their dog if they've got a dog, I'm sure. But this lady ended up in the hospital for days after a dog pooped in her face as she was sleeping. And I feel like once your dog manages to put you in the hospital with its excrement, it might be a little bit difficult to take them on just like a, a normal walk after that. Every time you look at him, you're just gonna think of your time in the hospital. I almost died because your poop is so toxic. The official headline, Mom left in hospital for days after dog pooed in her face as she slept. I think the word poo just adds insult to injury. Like, pooed is so much worse than pooped in my mind. Aw, uh, the dog just took a little poo and it poisoned her. Next thing you know, she was convulsing on the ground, said something about having a seizure, whatever that means. Man, imagine being in the hospital for days because of dog poop. Like, that's something you would only expect in a, in a book written for, like, little kids, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. This is a Diary of a Wimpy Kid plotline where he accidentally puts his mom in the hospital because of dog poop somehow. A woman spent three days in the hospital after her daughter's dog accidentally did a poo on her face while she was asleep. Amanda Gomo, 51, was taking an afternoon nap with Chihuahua Bell when the pooch became ill and had violent diarrhea. The mom of three was asleep with her mouth open? Oh, man. Top and daily with bail when the messy... <laughs> accident occurred and some got in her mouth. She ran to the bathroom to be sick but later ended up in the hospital with a gastrointestinal infection passed on from the pooch. Being woken up by a dog pooping in your face in general would be on like an unpleasant experience list. That would suck. If somebody told me that story, I would be, uh, feel pity for them. I would feel bad. But something even worse about it being while you're sleeping with your mouth open, bro, you didn't even get a chance to defend yourself. It's not like you were laying there and it walked up and pooped on your face. You could have moved somehow. No, what are you supposed to do? You're defenseless while you're sleeping. You're just trying to take a quick little power nap. You've been waking up early, trying to get stuff done before the rest of the world wakes up. This dog just comes up and starts pooping on your face, giving you gastrointestinal infections. Does this mean that the dog had a gastrointestinal infection as well? Or, or is that just what happens when humans eat dog poop? I'm sure we don't do that a whole lot. I, I don't think this is something we do on the regular, bro. Imagine how disgusting that was. Like, dude, I would have had to brush my teeth so much. I probably would have literally worn my teeth out from the amount of brushing I would have to do if my dog ended up pooping in my mouth. 
You know that that had to be a confusing explanation when they got to the hospital, too. They come in. She's, like, green. She she looks on the verge of death. <gasps> what happened? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we think she ingested something. What was it? The sooner we know what it is, the sooner we can get to work. Well, it, it was dog feces. But it wasn't like that. It was not like that, okay? It wasn't like that. It was It was an accident. She was sleeping. The dog pooped in her mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was sleeping and the dog pooped in her mouth. You know, the doctors were a little bit like, yeah, sure, okay. That's actually what happened. I just don't know why you would want to share this with the media. Like, if this happened, it clearly was an accident. Why would you want to go to the news and talk about this? If this ever happened to me, y'all are not getting the story time. Like, don't prepare for that. Uh, this one's staying with me and uh, staying with me until I die. The last thing I would ever want to do is go to some, like, news organization and start reliving the time that Caleb diarrheaed in my mouth and made me so sick that I had to go to the hospital. Especially because here in the States, that's going to be like a $10,000 hospital visit. You spent $10,000 because your dog pooped in your mouth? No, thank you. I'm never admitting to that if that were to happen. This lady, though, is a little too proud. Yeah, this dog pooped in my mouth. Next thing you know, I was in the hospital. Like, why are you so stoked to be sharing this story? Amanda from Bristol said, I was having my afternoon nap with Belle like I always do when I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth, like a surprise super soaker. I rushed to the bathroom and my son was in the shower, so before I washed it out, I had time to take a quick snap. It was disgusting and I was hurling violently for hours after and I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. Amanda's daughter took Belle to the vet where the pooch was diagnosed with a nasty stomach bug and put on antibiotics, but later that day, Amanda started displaying the same symptoms as Belle, so she rung 111 who sent an ambulance to the house. Alright, I'm not gonna put the picture in the video because I think it would get it demonetized and it's gross, but when she says her son was in the shower when she went to rinse it off so she took a quick snap, she took a selfie with the dog poop on her face. There is a selfie of this woman with diarrhea on her face on the news website. Why would you give that to them? Like, this is a nuts experience. You know, this isn't something that happens every day, even if you wanted to go to the news and tell them about it. I don't know why you want the news to know about this, but why would you include a picture too? Why would you take a picture? You looked in the mirror, saw dog poop on your face, and went, wow, I better get a picture of this or no one's ever going to believe it. I think people still would have believed it because why would you ever make up getting dog poop on your face? I'd be more concerned if somebody was rolling around trying to convince me that their dog pooped on their face when it never happened, because why would you make that up? It's never cool to make stuff up, but it would be really, really off-putting if somebody started being like, yeah, dog pooped all over my face, and then someone pulled me aside. Ooh, no, that's actually not what happened. They just love making up that rumor. Wait, they love pretending that a dog pooped on their face? Yeah, good thing that, uh... You told me that they were faking it, you know? Next time they tell me that a dog pooped on their face, I'm going to ask for photographic evidence. If you're talking to this lady, she will pull out the selfie, though. Facebook profile picture is probably the dog poop selfie at this point. Paramedics prescribed her painkillers for her stomach cramps and instructed her to drink lots of water to flush out any potential infection. After their visit, her symptoms became progressively worse, and 48 hours later, Amanda's cramps had spread all over her body. Amanda's mom then rang 999, who dispatched another ambulance, and this time she was transported to Bristol Royal Infirmary and immediately hooked up to a drip. There, doctors diagnosed Amanda with a gastrointestinal infection that had been passed through Bell's feces into her mouth days earlier. 
She was kept under observation for three days while they rehydrated her with the electrolytes and glucose that she'd lost throughout the horrific ordeal. Amanda, who also suffers from Crohn's disease, said, From that moment I got ill to when I was put on the drip, I could not eat a thing. Dude, this is like insanely sick. I'm very glad she's okay. I, I didn't realize it got even worse. I thought that was going to be the end of it. You know, you get put on some antibiotics. This dog poop came back with vengeance. No, I'm going to give you a gastrointestinal infection so severe you're not going to be able to eat for days. You're going to have to go to the Royal Infirmary and be put up and taken care of and watched by doctors 24-7. Because I, Belle the Chihuahua, am going to drop a dookie in your face. I am really glad she's okay, though. I'm still not understanding why you would want to tell the news this, though. Like, am I wrong for that? Let me know in the comments. Would you guys agree that it's kind of weird to go tell the news about this? I'm glad she's okay, but, but what was the point? Is it to, like, spread awareness? Okay, guys, remember, if you're laying with your dog, be sure to keep your mouth closed because it could poop in your mouth and make you sick. We're just trying to spread awareness for that. I just don't understand why you would want to turn this into a news story. Maybe she got paid for it. That's the only other thing that makes any sense is there was some financial compensation. Because otherwise, this is really just exposing yourself for, for no reason. Like, this is really just going above and beyond to make sure everybody knows that a dog pooped in your face and made you really sick. Alright, last week we talked a lot about stupid TikTok challenges, and I don't think this is as dumb as, like, posting on TikTok how to start a car without a key and then being surprised cars get stolen. But a lady was in, like, a work conference call thing, and I guess she decided to make a TikTok in the work call and then was flabbergasted that the company did not like that when you could hear the conference call audio in the background. Companies are run by boomers, bro. It's not a bunch of, like, Gen Z millennial people yet. I would just avoid making TikToks at work if you can. Imagine trying to explain to your 65-year-old boss, No, 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 I'm not dancing on the job. I'm doing the latest trend. Come on. TikToker gets fired from tech job for posting during work meeting. I feel like a tech job changes things too, because isn't TikTok the app that's just like always spying on you, you know? The, the boss of the company she got fired from is like, hey, 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 we just don't want everybody to be able to uh, use your phone to get all of our secret information. I feel like posting a TikTok at work is one thing. Like, I don't think your boss is going to be stoked if he looks outside when you're supposed to be doing something and you're just busting down, hitting the renegade like it's 2018. But you really can't be surprised that they weren't thrilled about you recording a TikTok during a meeting. I understand it was probably a Zoom meeting, but they're probably going over like quarterly figures. Oh yeah, our, our profit is up like 80%. What a great week. Hey Sharon, what's the news on that new deal we were working on? They look over, one of them is just like, I really hate my job. Doing a dance to like the I hate my job song or whatever trend is going on on TikTok this week. TikTok is really just out here trying to ruin America, you know, trying to get people fired for their stupid dances. In a viral video with over 300,000 views, Shell explained that during her online morning meeting at 4.30 a.m., she noticed she accidentally forgot to place a mug under her Keurig machine, spilling coffee all over the place. Instead of cleaning it up and heading back to the meeting, she decided to film a quick little snippet of coffee everywhere along with her reaction to the spill, then uploaded it to TikTok. 
but what she didn't realize was the conference call was audible in the background, which later revealed to her company that she was filming a TikTok during the meeting, and as a result, she was fired. Hold up, I gotta side with her for one more second real quick. A 4.30 a.m. meeting? There's a guaranteed way to make sure all your employees really don't enjoy working for you. Make sure they get up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't think she would have been caught if she wouldn't have had the audio in the background. Like, that's probably what really made them have to do something, is you could hear some, like, classified company stuff in the background. I just think filming it, like, while you're working is probably not the best idea. But if you're gonna film it while you're working, you really gotta make sure they can't hear anything in the background and make out where you were. I think the company is definitely run by boomers, the type that think that waking up at 4.30 a.m. just automatically makes everything better. If you wake up early and you grind, you will win. It's like, yeah, but like, what if we wake up at, at 8 a.m. and we still grind and we stay until 7 instead of 5? Well, that doesn't work. Sure, it's the exact same amount of man hours, but we need to wake up at 4.30 a.m. and get our meeting on. If you get fired from the place that has regular 4.30 a.m. meetings, is that a punishment, or do you just kind of consider it dodging a bullet? Like, hey, whatever. Yeah, sucks that I lost that job, but I'll go make TikToks at a place that has meetings a little bit later in the day when I can actually be awake. Just be careful out there, you know? The, the boomers don't love social media, but they're not as unaware as they used to be. You used to probably be able to film a TikTok, tell them it was a commercial or something, and they would just believe it. They're catching on. Be careful where you're making TikToks at work. They might fire you, okay? You don't want to get fired. In this economy, hoo-wee, no thank ya. All that for 300,000 views, too. I'm not saying that's not a lot of views, but I feel like losing your job for that many views does not seem like a worthwhile trade-off. Alright, now I wanted to talk about what appears to be the never-ending saga of, like, this GTA 6 leak. This guy got more information than a state hacker trying to learn something about classified military documents. Rockstar hacker claims GTA 6 budget already exceeds 2 billion years ahead of launch. I mean, I don't really think this is, like, the most insane news ever. Is it news? Is it something we didn't know? Yeah. But if you're sitting there right now flabbergasted, Oh, I can't believe they were gonna spend so much money. I, I don't know if you understand the point of business. Business, their goal is to make as much money as humanly possible. GTA 5 made a lot of money. It's the most profitable media franchise percentage-wise ever, not in terms of, like, overall income, but for how much money they put into GTA 5 and how much money they took out, most profitable game ever. So, of course, they're going to be putting a metric butt-ton of money into its sequel because it's also going to print money for them. GTA 6 could be terrible, and it will still make more than $2 billion. The second that game comes out, it will have made more than $2 billion easily. At like $60, $70, $80 a pop, I don't know what they're going to go for on the pricing. I guarantee you that $2 billion is going to look like chump change. It is substantially more than GTA 5, though, so hopefully that means substantially more content. This guy really got so much information out of this leak, though. Usually in a leak, it's just a little information. He got the source code, he got the map, he got the budget, and, and, he got targeted by the FBI. On the bright side, I know the FBI talks a lot about how they can't get any computer hackers, so maybe they'll be like, we won't turn you over to Rockstar Games, but you have to work for us type of deal. 
I don't know if that's just how it works in Fast and Furious movies or if real life kind of works like that too, but uh, if he's about to sit in prison for a very long time over this GTA 6 leak, I, I don't think it was worth it. You're too talented at the computers to sit in prison, pal. On September 18th, the gaming industry all but stood still as one of the biggest leaks in history set the internet ablaze. GTA 6 gameplay was on display for the very first time as dozens of in-development clips revealed new systems, protagonists, and plenty more. Rockstar swiftly followed up to assure the game's development would not be majorly impacted by the enormous leak. And days later, the 17-year-old hacker responsible for the leak was arrested in England. You know, this dude's mom was so confused when there was a knock on the door. She looked outside and just saw, like, the, the SWAT team coming to make sure that this guy got taken into custody safely. I feel like one thing boomers haven't really caught on to yet is that you could probably send two cops to a hacker's house and it'd be fine. They, like, send the whole FBI high response team, hostage rescue team ready to go. This 17-year-old's just minding his business. His mom was like, son, what did you do? Why is there 47 men with rifles and bulletproof vests outside? He had to have known this was coming, right? Like, I feel like if you hack into a company as large as Rockstar and you leak files from a game that's going to make as much money as GTA 6, you have to expect that they're going to do something about it. Especially because Take-Two, Take-Two doesn't really mess around, man. They, uh, they go hard in the paint, to say the least. They're just a huge company. Anytime a company starts hitting, like, the tens of billions of dollars a year mark, you have to remember, the people in charge of the company are now a bunch of lawyers that want to make money. They're not really worried about whether or not your passion hacking project was, like, upstanding for the moral victory of the internet. They don't care. You hurt the bottom line, so now they are angry and crying. I hope it goes well, though. Uh, he's going to be an absolute legend in jail, and just based on that talent, I highly doubt he's going to sit there for long. I'm not trying to sound so tinfoil hat conspiracy, but if I was the British government, I would cut this dude a deal if he worked for us instead of hacking video game information. Because what are the odds of you coming across somebody that's self-taught to this skill at 17 years old? I know there are more of them. But I mean, come on, come on. The guy's got to be pretty good with computers, dude. He's out here doing some Peter Parker levels of genius work by himself in a bedroom. Imagine if you guys actually taught him all this stuff and gave him, like, government-level technology. Homie would be FaceTiming Kim Jong-un by this time noon tomorrow. However, with their online history being traced, further intel is continuing to slip through the cracks. Now it appears the game budget has been revealed in the leaked DMs as the hacker seemingly claimed over $2 billion has already been spent on GTA 6. GTA 6 has been in development since 2014 and the hackers supposedly shared on a secretive message board. He went on to reveal that the $2 billion investment already made by Rockstar parent company Take-Two Interactive according to what he could glean from the security breach. You're telling me this game has been in development since 2014 and it's still not done? What's the point of being one of the biggest, richest game publishing houses if it still takes you 8 years to finish a GTA? I just want the game. That's me being petty, okay? I understand games take time. I just want it, man. 2014, it's been in development. It's still not done. They just made us rebuy GTA 5 three times for funsies. Oh, yeah, it was super funsies to have to buy it each time a new console came out. I'm sure it was super funsy for you guys to get your new yachts, too. Oh, it sure must have been glorious. 
I'm glad that this info is coming out, but I, I'm not really surprised, especially if it's been in development since 2014. Like, if they spent $2 billion on GTA 6 and it took five years, I still wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be one of the biggest games of all time. They need it to be a hit because I'm sure the money machine of GTA 5 might be starting to run out and slow down. It's still printing money, but let's not pretend it's printing money like it's 2016, 2015 anymore. So they need this to be a hit, and it's just going to be a huge game. Game development certainly isn't cheap, and now that we've been making games for an extended period of time, you gotta start factoring inflation into this stuff too. Money just uh, is not worth as much as it used to be worth. Like, back in the 90s, a million dollars went quite a bit farther than it does today. But yeah, a game of this size is, is going to easily be hundreds of millions, and I'm not surprised it reached the billions. They're going to make that back instantly as soon as the game gets sold. But also, think about GTA Online. Even if GTA 6 Online is bad, do you think that there is enough people out there that are going to be a big enough fanboy to buy the shark cards? Well, then they're going to keep printing money. That's what a majority of the money was from on GTA 5 too. I think they're going to make back their original money very, very quickly in terms of just selling the game and eventually will turn profitable. But what they're really hoping for is this online GTA 6 to pop off, become the game that everybody's playing so they can collect money like there's no tomorrow. Those microtransactions are all profit, baby. You think it costs them anything on their end to give your account more money? No, that's just a line of code that repeats itself automatically. You're just giving them $20. Like, they're just taking that. It's not costing them anything. You know how fat the margins are on that, bro? And that's why all these companies are pushing microtransactions, by the way. Like, I see people, why would they do that? We don't like them. Oh, they know we don't like them, but they're just rolling around in their money. They can't hear us right now. All they hear in their ears is all the paper crushing together. Oh, goodness, they ripped a $100 bill. Oh, well, I have a 1000 more. Like, they're just rolling in the money. They don't really care what we think about it. I guarantee you that. Alright, next up we're going to talk about something that some of you are going to find boring, but like it or not, it's going to probably affect our lives if it keeps going the way it is. The stock market has uh, jumped inside of a car, put on a blindfold, stomped on the gas, and inevitably when that happens, you're going to crash, and that seems to be exactly what's going on. The Dow and S&P 500 hit new lows for the year. For those of you that don't know, the Dow and S&P 500 is just like a collection of stocks that they keep an eye on the average price on to test the overall health of the market. And they've been doing really, really bad. Obviously, inflation has been an issue. I think everyone and their mom has heard about that and talked about that at this point. But when inflation starts happening, they start raising rates to borrow money in order to try to, like, stop how much money's flying around. Well, when they do that, it gets harder for companies to do business because now it costs more money to borrow money. And asset prices tend to go down, so... We're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, inflation's going bonkers, so we have to raise interest rates. But on the other hand, every time we raise them, there's a chance we cause a stock market crash. Don't you just love the 21st century with everything being so big and complicated? Obviously, I love the modern economy, don't get it twisted. But sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, like the fact we're teetering on the brink of an economic crash... Maybe farming wouldn't be that bad. I would get a cool hat. I could, like, I don't know, take care of my field. 
I, I don't really know anything about farming, that's it. All I know is I get a cool hat, but I'm super down to get a cool hat. The stock market gave up most of its early gains Tuesday, with the Dow and S&P 500 closing at new lows for the year, and it seemed like nothing, not even soothing words from a Federal Reserve official, could stop bond yields from rising. The Dow Industrial Average dropped 126 points, or 0.4%, and remains in bear market territory, defined as a 20% fall from its peak, and it closed at a new low for the year. The Nasdaq gained 0.3%, while the S&P declined 0.2%, a new closing low for the year. Stock market go boom. I'm going to try to explain this like uh, in, the, in the simplest terms. Bear with me if you know what I'm talking about. The reason they're mentioning bond rates is so there's this federal bank, right? And they're in charge of like the dollar. And they get to say what companies can borrow it for. And if it costs a lot of money to borrow money from this big big federal bank, excuse me, then bond prices go up and that's like a guaranteed return on your money. You know, if you have high interest rates, you can go get a bond and, and you'll make some money, not a ton, but it's a guaranteed return. And so as bond yields go up and it starts to be like more and more money from that, people put their money there because it's no longer worth the risk to have it on all these companies, especially because it's now going to cost more for these companies to borrow money. It really is a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I also love how they were like, well, some guy came out and gave soothing words and everyone's still freaked out. Yeah, maybe it's because the government recently just does a whole lot of, like, saying one thing and doing another. Guys, everything's fine. Inflation's not even an issue. Seven months later, everybody's like, why does a gallon of milk cost eight legs and 47 kidneys? I don't know. I, I just feel like, and that's not a side thing. It just feels like the government in general, every side's just been so out of whack recently in terms of saying one thing and doing another. So I don't know. I could understand why people didn't really take that as some ginormous soothing word that made them want to keep their money there. Plus, it's already down 20% on the year. It's a little too late for the soothing words. Being down 20% is when people are already aware that it's crashing. You know how under a rock you'd have to be living if you have a bunch of money invested in the stock market and just didn't notice how it's been doing this year so far? You would literally have to be Patrick from Spongebob. Like, actually live under a rock to not be aware that it's been crashing. It's down 20% on the year, guys. Now, if you don't have a 401k, you don't own any stocks, I don't expect you to care or nor about it. But I'm just saying, these people, like, even their calming words didn't do a lot. Yeah, because everyone with a lot of money invested it was already aware of what's happening. I just hope we don't end up in a situation with the Great Depression, too. I like my depression not great. Uh, I like it more, like, non-existent. I, I don't want a Great Depression. Especially because I feel like everything's way more fun in a good economy. What, I'm supposed to look at somebody and be like, Oh, go out to movie and uh, movies in this economy? No, we can't do that. I feel like I've already lived through 2008. I thought that was supposed to be my once-in-a-generation economic crash. I didn't realize I'd have to be going through one like every three years. And since I'm talking about the economy, we'll keep on the serious stuff and do the weekly Little Russia update. So last time we talked about it, they had mobilized, started calling up a bunch of people. It has not been going well. As soon as they started calling people up, there's literally lines the size of Russia at like every border crossing to get out. And there's even been a bunch of people, like, destroying recruiting centers. They do not want to go fight in this war. 
And while this is going on, they're getting Wombo comboed because Ukraine has had another breakthrough on one of their, like, offensive lines. So Russia is getting punched in the throat. Everyone told them this was going to happen, and they were like, no. And now they're getting punched in the throat, and we're all standing there like, hey, man, we told you that was going to happen. I don't know if the mobilization is going to change a ton, but based on some videos I've seen, a lot of these guys getting mobilized are literally being handed, like, rusty AKs and moldy uniforms. For the second most powerful military in the world, allegedly, they really don't have any functional equipment. Russian exodus shows no signs of easing as Ukraine war looms over recruits. Confusion over who will be called up to fight has led to mass protest across the country, violence at draft offices, sold-out fights, and chaotic scenes at border crossings. There were some satellite images that I saw. I know most of you guys are listening to this on audio, so you, you can't see it. I don't even know if I'm going to throw the picture up, but it's a line of cars literally from the border about like 15 miles back. All of them just full of dudes trying to get out of Russia before they get mobilized. When Putin announced the mobilization, he said it was just going to be like their national reserve. People that had signed up already had some training. But they've done a very bad job at making sure everyone has training. There's been a ton of people getting called up. They're calling up like 53-year-old men. No offense to 53-year-old men, but it doesn't strike me as a very intimidating force. If me and a bunch of, like, the 20-year-old dudes were in a trench in a war and I looked across and everyone there was 10 years away from Social Security, I would be a lot less intimidated. I mean, it's still war, but you know your country is getting desperate if they're starting to draft, like, 55, 60-year-old men and people that aren't having any war experience. I saw a video of a... uh, Russian, like, unit commander, I'm not sure what their officer ranks are called, but it was an officer telling them that they did not have tourniquets. You know, the thing for stopping bleeding, which can be kind of important in a war. They didn't have any tourniquets to give them, so they should go buy tampons to put in bullet holes instead. Like, this was actually being said to them. It's not looking good. And while all this is going on, like I said, Ukraine has another offensive breaking through, so they've got to train these people. They're not trained yet. They can't really bust them out there. I mean, technically they could, but that would just be messed up. They have literally no military training. But a huge way Russia's been generating any leverage has been through these energy prices. Like, a lot of Europe uses Russian gas to heat their homes through the Nord Stream pipeline. And they turned it off. They, like, lowered its capacity. They've been messing with Europe, raising energy prices to try to force them to get rid of their sanctions. And it seems like somebody has gone ahead and sabotaged those as well and attacked them and, like, caused a leak. And I'm not going to say that it was, uh, you know, the good old CIA. That would be insane. I would never accuse our government of anything like that. But everything I see says that it basically had to have been a state actor. And I don't know who really wants Nord Stream gone. It might not have been the CIA, but something similar. Someone's CIA did something. Because from the way I've had it explained, it's like a giant metal pipe in the ground encased in eight feet around of concrete. I don't know. I don't think both of them are going to accidentally leak it the exact same day. And apparently there was like a seismic scientist that picked up explosions on the Richter scale under the water at around the same time the leak start. So I don't know what's going on, but Russia's on a bad luck streak because there goes a lot of their leverage. A lot of what they were saying to Europe was that they'll provide gas, they'll turn it back on if sanctions get dropped or if they get supported in the war. And if the pipeline's just gone, then you can't really use it to negotiate now, can you?
In other news, Russia has again insisted that it has a right to use nuclear weapons if its territory is threatened, and several suspicious leaks have hit the Nord Stream pipelines with experts not ruling out sabotage. European officials, meanwhile, are investigating unexplained leaks affecting both Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines that bring natural gas from Russia to Europe via the Baltic Sea. Both Europe and Russia have said sabotage cannot be ruled out as the cause of the damage. But the finger of blame is being pointed at Moscow, which is yet to directly respond to the accusations. So Russia has been trying to use the nukes. They're like a kid who just unlocked a new weapon in COD and they want every reason to use it. Using nukes is always bad. No one wins in a nuclear war. Literally nobody. I, I like, on a serious note, really hope that this does not go nuclear, because once that cat is out of the bag, it does not go back in. Nukes are bad, we should never use them. We honestly should have just never invented them, but I think Putin getting more and more desperate is not a good thing, and the fact that they're looking for a reason to be able to use nukes should be terrifying. I don't think we're, like, on the edge of nuclear war. They've said they're going to use a small nuke, whatever that means, and I don't think they're going to do it. But if they did attack their own pipeline to try to use it as some sort of provocation to, like, increase their aggressiveness or rally support at home, that's some insane desperation. This was an absolutely massive infrastructure project. I guess if they know they're going to be cut off from Europe anyways, what's the point? But still, that would be some crazy levels of, like, wanting to conspiracy theory your people into supporting this war. That's like some straight-up tinfoil hat stuff. The government went under the ocean and blew up their own pipelines. I'm not going to rule it out. If any country would, it's Russia. I also love that this might be something they dreamed up to try to, like, get public support at home. You know, someone was sitting there with Putin. All right, there's literally a line of cars, like, eight miles long, trying to leave because everyone finds this war so stupid. Nobody wants to fight in it. Our mobilization is going horribly. What should we do? I know, let's blow up our own infrastructure to get people on board. And then they did it, and everyone in Russia was like, I don't care about a gas pipeline. I don't know, I know gas pipelines are important, but it's not like it's serving Russians gas. Like, if the Russians are already cut off from Europe, and then the pipeline to Europe gets broken, why would the average person care at all? If anything, it just is confirming, if Russia did it, we don't really know what happened, that they're not planning on coming back to Europe, they're not planning on coming back into the system, whatever's going on in Ukraine, they're out. Because if they're blowing up this Nord Stream pipeline, that was how they were going to make a bunch of money, that was how they were making a bunch of money off of Europe. So if they're permanently severing that, whatever permanently severed that, it's going to be a lot of money to get that repaired, and uh, I think it might be symbolic of, like, Russia, Europe, no longer bros. The broness is over. We, we used to be bros until you guys just started rolling around invading people. Not really. We've only been bros for, like, 20 years. The USSR and us were not bros. Cold War II Electric Boogaloo coming soon to a theater near you. The only difference is back in the 80s we were terrified of Russia and now we know that if we get into a war with them they're just going to start like drafting people that don't want to be there. Giving them rusty weapons and moldy uniforms and be like hey good luck go get some tampons to clean your wounds. It's nuts to be in a military and not have equipment like that. Imagine you get drafted, dude. They yank you out of a target over to the, the Russian field office to get ready for war. 
hey, we don't have sleeping bags or medical supplies, but good luck in the war zone. Get on the bus. Like, oh, oh my goodness. So when I first came back to this channel after my, like, really long break, I made a video saying that I was just living life, and I still am, and I'm still learning to cook, but I just have one huge complaint about cooking. Why does it take so long? You know how much more I would cook a healthy meal for myself if it didn't take me, like, seven times the amount of time compared to just ordering food and going and getting it? All I'm saying is that they've made getting unhealthy food way too convenient. It might have been a little bit more equal, but just on time alone. Like, cooking a healthy meal takes stupid amounts of time. Oh, just, just plan it ahead of time. Yeah, I still have to plan it, bro. Like, even if I meal prep and I have everything sliced and diced ready to go, I still have to slice and dice it. And don't, oh, HelloFresh, so you can get one of those meal kits. What? What, am I gonna just pay someone to pre-cut meat for me? No. If I'm gonna be lazy, if I'm gonna be a slob, I might as well get a cheeseburger and enjoy it. Rather than just feel like a subhuman piece of garbage because I had to order pre-cut carrots to make a meal. And I like cooking. It's fun. Like, when I make a good meal, it makes me feel good about myself. It really does. I just wish it took less time. All right, I've also been just talking about this a little bit every week, so we're going to talk about it. Remember the guy that hacked GTA 6, leaked all that information? Yeah, that guy has pleaded not guilty to computer misuse, which I don't know if you, like, really want to take it to trial why you would plead guilty. I don't know what the case is against him. I don't know if he even did it. This is all pure speculation, but that's what's going on with that. Alleged GTA 6 hacker pleads not guilty to computer misuse, remains detained by the police. Who would have thought in the year 2022 people could be arrested for leaking game files? I know it's a business, it's a business that makes money, but like, dude, he's literally in jail for leaking game information. I get it, I get it. I'm not saying it's not illegal. I'm just saying weird timeline to be living in. When all these laws were written, they were like, yeah, it would really stink if the earth wasn't flat, right guys? And now people are getting arrested for computer misuse, just insane how fast everything changed. According to Eurogamer, the 17-year-old, who is suspected to be behind the GTA 6 hack, was pleading not guilty to the charges. The City of London's Police Cybercrime Unit spoke to Eurogamer about the situation. City of London Detective Inspector Michael O'Sullivan issued a statement to the outlet confirming he appeared in court over the weekend. The 17-year-old who appeared in Highbury Corner Youth Court on the 24th of September has pleaded guilty to breaching his bail conditions and not guilty to computer misuse. The teenager has been remanded to a youth detention center. Going to juvie is bad, he should get on the right path, da-da-da. Like, okay, now that I've said all that, you know this guy is currently the coolest dude in that juvie. He walked in, everyone said, what are you in for? Oh, I hacked GTA 6. And they were like, tell us everything, please. They pulled up chairs, probably like flipped them backwards the way cool people sit, and they listened to him regale them with tales about GTA 6 and everything that's gonna happen. I don't know. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying, you know, everybody there was interested to hear what he was in for. I feel like it's not every day people get sent to jail for hacking multi-billion dollar corporations. Especially juvie centers. There it's usually just like kids with anger issues that love punching drywall. Very rarely is it some type of computer genius. You think the prison guards are going to start asking him for, like, IT help, you know? The next thing we're going to read is that he managed to break himself out of prison because they asked him to set up the new guard computers or whatever. 
Prosecutor Valerie Benjamin said in court that the suspect had used a phone to hack into companies and was holding them to ransom to gain access to illegally obtained software. The suspect was charged with two counts of break of bail conditions and two counts of computer misuse. All right, maybe this is going to sound stupid. How are you guilty of breaking your bail, but not the crime? Like he pleaded guilty to breaking the conditions, but not necessarily to committing the crime. Like was one of his bail conditions he couldn't use the computer or something? I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. I'm just not really getting that part. I I might just be an idiot. That's fair. I'm American. But what I'm not going to brush over is the fact that this dude was doing all this from a phone. Like, uh, all right. You know, it's one thing for people to hack ransomware has been around for a bit. I'm sure people could find a way to do it. Hacking into a company like Rockstar from your phone has to be some super elite hacker thing. Did he have like a VR headset? He was hacking in the Matrix. I don't know. I just didn't even know that was possible. I consider myself fairly technologically literate compared to the average person. I I work with computers all day. Not like building them, but I edit on them. I make videos, you know. And I could not tell you how to start hacking something on your iPhone, especially if it's going to be something that's apparently as lock and key as the GTA 6 information. Maybe that's more of an indictment on how badly it was secured versus, like, how elite hacker. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is. That sounds insanely impressive. I don't even know how you would do that. But could you imagine it was just really easy? Like, come to find out throughout this court case, we find out it wasn't even password secured. They were just basically inviting people to hop on in and take it. Whatever. I hope we get to find out more information about this case. It is interesting to me. I'm sure this guy will be recruited by ex-government agency to go work for them and be in their cybersecurity hacker elite division. But nonetheless, the fact that this guy was apparently able to get into Rockstar Games with a cell phone is impressive. Not legal. Not legal. I, I can't say I recommend it, but holy cow. Talk about breaking into something cool with something you wouldn't expect. That's like somebody coming out and tell me they got into Fort Knox and stole the United States supply of gold with a toothpick. Yeah, it sucks that you stole the United States supply of gold. You shouldn't have done that, but you got into the most secure place on earth with a toothpick. Like, how did you even do that? And then our last story of the week has to do with science. As y'all know, I'm not the biggest fan of AI. I just think if we make a self-thinking robot, inevitably it'll be like, man, these humans suck. And uh, some scientists aren't heeding the warning because some people decided to make a laser that kills cockroaches with AI. Yeah, because that sounds like a great idea. Let's start fusing death lasers and AI together. This can't go poorly at all. Scientists created an AI-powered laser turret that kills cockroaches. I hate cockroaches as much as the next guy. I don't want people to get it twisted and think that this video is me announcing that I've joined the cockroach stand club, but I feel like we should not be fusing AI and weapons together. At least until we get good AI that we can control with like, I don't know, powering our microwave or whatever. Why did we want to jump straight to laser powered things? Why did we want to jump straight to weapons? We haven't even had the ability for Google to make AI without having people quitting and suing each other because it became sentient and is it a human, is it not a human? We could have waited a few years before we decided to start tossing it in weapons. I know, I know, controversial opinion. I'm from the land of the military-industrial complex, baby. We love weapons. But still, the only way this can go is not good, in my opinion. 
Everyone wants to be able to zap a bug and have it go away, but now, thanks to a recent development from this really awesome scientist that has a name I can't pronounce, a researcher associate at Harriet Watt University interested in machine learning and engineering, this dream is now a reality. How long do we think it is between this and, like, the FBI knocking on his door and asking for the patent so they could do some cockroach maintenance and they just make a bigger version of it? These poor cockroaches never stood a chance, bro. But also, how bad does your cockroach infestation have to be that you decide to invent a death laser? You've hired exterminators, you've put out the traps, literally nothing is working, so you move on to, uh... Building a death laser from scratch to take care of the problem, dude. That's some psychological warfare, too. The cockroach went back to where cockroaches live. You won't believe what happened, man. I was just out there with Eddie trying to find some food. That's what we do as cockroaches. We're standing there having a conversation. Next thing I know, his head is missing. It's just sizzling, and I look, and there's this robot panning over to me. Be exterminated. Be exterminated. I don't know what's up with this house, but we should leave, man. They got technology hunting us and stuff. It was not only able to detect cockroaches at high accuracy, but neutralize and deter individual insects at distances up to 1.2 meters. It's all fun in games till they supersize it, and the death laser has a max range of like 1.2 miles instead. I know most weapons are in kilometers. This thing can shoot 10 kilometers at whatever you want. It can automatically detect anyone that doesn't put their shopping cart back in the cart corral. Those are the worst type of people. If you're ever at the grocery store and you're out in the parking lot and you let your cart go, then, then maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we had an AR laser for that, because you're the worst type of person, man. Have you guys ever seen that cart narcs, dude? We'll, we'll talk about that next week, but that guy is an absolute legend. Anyways, that'll do it for the Death Laser. Thank you all so much for watching another week of Ryan's Rants. If you uh, enjoyed, you should be sure to smack that like button. Let me know what you thought in the comments section down below. And of course, subscribe if you're new and turn on those notifications. The clips are going to start posting tomorrow, but uh, I will see you guys next Sunday. I, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday, whenever this video goes up. I'm terrible at knowing days, okay? I've gotten even worse at it the older I get. Don't blame me. But I'll see you guys next time. Thank you all so much for watching. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot. I'm out. Peace.